Welcome to Black Mesa Radio, everybody. I'm your host, Josh, with Seth, a special Ma- guest, Mary, and special guest. Hello, my name is Denton. His name is Hello, my name is Denton. That's his full legal name given to him at birth. It's on today's, the birth topics, certificate. today's topics are a bunch of stuff about space and everything in between. Let's get going. <laughs> <laughs> That bass that slaps. So I sent you all the topics. Did any of you actually read the topics? I did, in fact. I browsed Heck through them. Heck yeah. You browsed through them. Didn't did you look at them? I, I read the headline. <laughs> Good, good. I was going to say, I'm not going to lie, I didn't really read the Planet Nine stuff. Uh, it was actually pretty cool. So it was just... I, what, I went through it to make sure that it wasn't like gibberish. No, it was real. It was basically just saying that um, researchers are <coughs> pretty sure... They have been for a while, but there's more and more evidence coming out that like... Because our equipment's getting better and better. That, hey, there is something else out there. We don't know what it is. It may not be a planet. It could be like just a big mass of asteroids or something. But there's something out there a, causing a conglomeration of planets, maybe. <laughs> I thought there was something. Federation, I thought there was something discovered this week. I thought someone like not in the article I sent you, but that would be cool. I guess I'll have to Google it. Oh, no. I should have done this earlier, but I thought someone like on their first day at an internship at NASA helped discover something. Okay, no, that that was two weeks ago, and <laughs> was he, that like a kid? It was a it was a 15 year old. He was doing an internship with NASA, and he didn't discover it. He was with a group that was assigned basically the task of um, searching a section of space for planets mm-hmm. and they found a planet in that section of space. Gotcha. I think so, he discovered it. But yeah. And totally. Then, <laughs> Give all the credit to this 15 year old kid who probably this just intern, up man, there. interns, they make the world go round. <laughs> this intern that was assigned a section by a scientist who was like, I think there's a planet here. Look for it. And then the intern gets all the credit for it. You should give your interns more love. That's how internships intern. work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mary is an intern right now. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is actually the entire opposite way an internship normally works, right? Like, yeah, no well, the thing whatever. is, like, on he was on Good Morning America, and they basically said, "So you discovered a planet?" And he was like, "Well, no, I was a part of a group that was this," and he like described it, and they were like, "But you discovered a planet?" And he was like, "Yeah, okay." As <laughs> as a guy who is the director of a bunch of interns, he didn't discover it. Yeah, I'm not a hot take. Take, he, I mean, he even said that. Take. Like, I can't, I can't even be mad at the kid because the kid. Oh, actually he said, said that. He totally discovered it. Wait, did he? What? Because if the, that's what the, he the said, inter- then yeah, it's opposite of whatever the intern says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just know that he was trying really hard to like explain what had happened, and the Good Morning America people were, you know, doing their. Nobody robot. cares what he has to say. He's an intern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the Good Morning America people just want. Their story. No, they're vapid. They just want clicks. Media monsters. Yeah, it sounds better if a fifteen-year-old discovers a planet in the first five minutes. Vapid little media monsters. Yeah, I did. That's actually a really quality insult. I'm going to use that later. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah. So he did discover a planet. It wasn't. It wasn't in our solar system though. Gotcha. This is like. I gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wait. Hold on. Time out. I thought that it was like edge of our solar system, still within our solar sphere of influence. No, it was 15 million light years away. All right, I'm going to actually Google it now. So Josh had stopped say me when solar sphere of influence on. 10 times fast. It's really difficult. I'm not going to. Solar. That's going to sound really terrible. On the, <laughs> yeah, don't act, it's not, it doesn't make for good podcasting. Not lots, at all. Right, lots of good it, podcasting going on. It, uh, Amazing. Little little peek behind the curtains there for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, Denton, well, he, well, he Googles that. Have you tried Mountain Dew Zero yet? Do you think it's gross or good? Um, I have not tried Mountain Dew Zero. I'm not a child. Um, <laughs> as my wife looks at me because I totally just only drink Mountain Dew energy drinks. I like it. I'll try it. I'll, it tastes, I'll, I'll check it out. Maybe so, they could sponsor the podcast. Uh, that would be great. Mountain Dew Zero, sponsor us. We'll talk Mountain about Dew Zero. It's a kick in a glass. Don't you have to do something super extreme to be a Mountain Dew? I'll do a backflip. I don't know how to do a backflip, but I'll learn to. What was it that article that you or the video that you sent me the other day? The knuckle huck. The knuckle huck. Listeners, let's talk about the X Games for just a minute and about the most ridiculous X Games. The most ridiculous snowboarding event that's ever taken place. Essentially, it's falling down with style. Let's talk about the X Games, which is the hardest thing to talk about in a podcast medium. I mean, I could describe a movie to someone. That might be more difficult. No, they have several <laughs> podcasts about that. No, I mean, like, describe it shot for shot. They have several podcasts. Scene opens, like wide shot, crane camera dollies down and to <laughs> you guys the main joke. character. Standing atop a, a hill, looking up a vast, a great snowy landscape. He's going to keep going until we stop him. So, the <laughs> Knuckle Huck, which is an X-Game event, is essentially... They go down the hill. They have to not jump. Fall Even though over. They, there's like a giant ramp there too. It's like, yeah, but here's this it, ramp. Don't go on it. Yeah, because then the event would be big air, and it's not big air. It's knuckle huck. Then why do it at the same place where there's this giant because, jump? Because they only have one hill, because, Mary. They, they there's listen, only one Mary, hill. You've in Aspen. Okay, so listen. I I was I went skiing in North Carolina the other day, and it was miserable. It was the absolute worst skiing experience of my entire life. And we can talk about that later if you want. Was it because there was no snow? As, well, one, there was no snow. Two, all the snow was artificial. Three, all the artificial snow came out of these jets. Four, I worked at an airport around jet engines, and this was still louder. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, like, you know the, like, scenic view of coming up a ski lift, and it's, like, quiet and serene. And, yeah. Like, magical and like there's a glisten to the air you know and it's like this soundtrack is playing imagine if that soundtrack was being drowned out by a jet engine (laughs) blowing snow in your face (laughs) okay sorry (laughs) on a day that's 75 degrees and you're burning up the entire time also the runs are like super short the snow is ice yeah it's not snow and in 13 seconds, you can be at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Also, that bottom is also the bunny hill, and everybody who's trying to learn how to ski is also down there. So, so you're just on a, on a big hill was block also of ice. A block of ice with a bunch of landmines that have a personality. <laughs> also. Yeah. Also. Also. Also, also. So, okay, Seth, were you able to Google it and find out uh, where yeah, it was? Yeah, so it's uh, 1,300 on, light Seth, years we away. We didn't describe Knucklehuck yet. Oh, we that's what well, I kind of did. We haven't that. described it. Wait, yeah, I don't know what Knucklehuck means. So I don't think anybody knows what it means. You know, okay, so on skiing, because it's downhill, there's a ramp, and they go up the ramp, and then they fall onto this part of the hill. The mountain is going downwards. In they fall. Okay, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a better job explaining it than what the he's mountain. saying. Okay, so where the top Does of the hill is, sense? like they come down no. a ramp, 
they come down a, like a ramp, right. and then it planes out, and then it drops down again. Where it planes out, they basically fall, and so they just go off the edge of that hill, and then they do a flip or something while falling. It's really crazy looking. Basically, so they fall the like right at the edge, on. yeah, and then they land on that hill that they just fell off of. The land That's that they're hill, the, the land the that they're, hill that they're on. landing on, is steeper than most things that most people <laughs> right. would jump off of. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a it's a really sharp drop. Gotcha. And so they have ample time so to like do it, tricks and stuff. It's like a jump, but without the jumping. Yeah, more or less. No, and they, it, I would think, okay, so it's like a jump, as in you use your legs to extend yourself forward and up vertically off the ground. But it's not like a ski jump where a ramp is propelling you into the air. Yeah, just think about like running off a cliff that or like a really steep hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's almost like cliff diving with skis. Sort of, yeah. It's cliff diving with skis. That's actually a way better description, and we should have had you do that from the beginning. (laughs) I called it falling with style. If I'd known what it was, I would have used that, but... I mean, that's my snowboarding style. Josh did call it falling with style, and it was a very apt description. It's pretty cool. It's now my favorite event, because it's none of the guys care, and they're just goofing off. This guy walks, like, skis up to the end, or snowboards up to the edge of this thing, and then just backflips off of it sideways. Yeah. It's like jumping into a pool, except that pool is also a ski mountain. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, the ledge in the water, there's like a 15-foot gap or something. Yeah. I'll yeah, show you the video ridiculous. later. Listeners, I'll, I'll put the link in the description, and I actually I will do it. I'll put the link in the description because it is one of the most mesmerizing things to yeah. watch happen. It was a lot of fun. Once you guys started describing it, I'm pretty sure I saw a highlight of it Probably somewhere. So. And I was it's like, on it Instagram. Like, I guarantee it looked like that dude just fell. Yeah, yeah. Basically. yeah, it looks like they're just falling, but then they're flipping three times and then landing and riding it out like they meant to do it. Because they did, sort of. Right, but like... I've never had that experience in my life. No. No. Okay, so how far away was this planet? It's 1,300 light years away. Wow. This is the one the NASA intern discovered. And it's... In air quotes. Circumbinary. It, uh... Two stars, huh? Yep. It, uh, orbits two stars. So oh, the planet itself? Or, that's pretty cool. Supposedly. You sent another thing that was about, like... What was it? A binary star system that was emitting certain radio waves or something like that. Okay, that no, like you're, you're getting two article. articles. You're getting two articles mixed up. That um, seemed like a chase article because you're getting two articles mixed like, up. You're combining two right, things. Right, right, right. One now, of them was we observed a ga- or a binary star system um, dragging space time. Okay, um, wait, I didn't see that one. I sent it in the articles. Check your check your text. Um, I clicked all the links. It it's actually one, a video, so it? don't do that because <laughs> it'll be loud. Wait, the video was the video took me to something about glass. There's two. There's lots of links. Up. God damn it, Josh! <laughs> I clicked four links. I only see is four links. One of them I is only a video. got four links. Too. Okay, one, one of them, them went them to is... a Vice article, and I was kind of suspicious oh, of God it. God damn it! Went... There's a YouTube link at the very end. Sorry. <laughs> there's something about a space warping star proves Einstein right again. Yeah, again. that's the one I didn't watch. This sounds like something that we should rub Chase's face in. And then there's one about Microsoft's plan to store data for ten thousand years. Yeah. Can That's we the talk about how us. awful other Seth is about Apple products? My brother? Yeah. Yeah, he hates Apple. I know he hey, does. Hey, wait. We have, okay, listeners, here's a segment called Didn't Correct Everything Seth Has Ever Said. Go. <laughs> I wish I had my notes with me because I totally could do this. <laughs> um, he complained about a 
commercial product as if it were a consumer product. And that's basically the gist of the entire complaint. <laughs> All right. I remember, as a matter of fact, like I remember because I was visiting in town. I was in town and I was going to have a conversation with you guys and we ended up not recording the podcast. But Oh, I was, yeah. We were going to, you were like, like ready to go. I was ready to go, and then we were like, oh, we're not going to record it. And then we ended up having a conversation about it, and Seth was like, oh, yeah, no, actually, that makes sense why they would make that that way. And then was like totally, yeah, yeah no, that, that works. And yeah, then, Nate, like, Nate had a family emergency, right? Yeah, yeah, he had a family emergency, he had to go, and like, there's a bunch of other things that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then your brother, Seth, was like, oh, no, no yeah. And we, and we talked about it for a little bit, and he's like, okay, so, yeah, that's actually a really good price for that product then. And I was like... Dang it, Seth. We could have recorded that. <laughs> Had it saved so you can bring it back up. Yeah, and now here we are just like, okay, well, whatever. He'll never admit it on never. In the air? Never. <laughs> it's only because you said it. Yeah, he's easily influenced. It's okay. <laughs> so, okay. The topics for tonight, I don't care if we stick to them or not, but um, yeah, they were... the. Microsoft storing information in glass, which is just neat. Okay. That was cool. I saw that. 10,000 years? I think it's just because it doesn't corrode. Like, they don't uh, know how long yeah. it'll last. I didn't watch it because it was a video when I was getting their kid down. Because, yeah. well, like, if you store something on, like, a flash drive, it'll eventually break down. But, like, glass... That and, like, not just eventually break down, but, like, what our protocols of reading the software will change in advance and go grow forward. It's kind of like how you can't read a floppy disk now. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Gotcha. You have to have a special, like, well, we have to have a reader. Um, so there's that. And then there was the binary star system. That's basically, we observed it pulling space time, which is just something we haven't, we've observed a few times before and it's just kind of neat. Um, every time it does it. Can I, that, I know that's like the typical go ahead of this podcast, but can I just mention that, I actually have a really big fear of my documents not being forward compatible. Oh, yeah. No, that's something <laughs> I think about all the time. Like, I, I tried to save a lot of my stuff in, like, an RTS standard, like, which is a rich text format, like, which is base text formats. Yeah. Instead of, like, in a Word document or a Pages document or whatever document of whatever word processing thing. It's, like, the protocol that all those are built off of. And... I am still worried that none of that stuff is going to exist in 10 years. Well, I wasn't afraid of that before, but now that worries me. <laughs> yeah. Now I've I literally never fear. thought of that. Really? Yeah. You guys have never thought about that? No. No. That's why I save everything three times in three different places. Yeah. Everything I do, but I save in multiple here's places. Here's the problem with that is that a computer won't read it in 10 years. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why your parents complaining that DVDs don't work anymore. Do do DVDs not work anymore? I didn't know that. I I haven't used a DVD in years. No, they should still work. Exactly. When was the last time we used a DVD? DVD We used Blu ray, Mary. When was the last time we used a DVD? At my parents' house. No, we used Blu rays at your parents' house. Did that? I watched my DVD of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou like less than two weeks ago. So. That's something I I need to watch again. Quality. I made my wife watch Oh Brother, Where Art Thou the other day. Uh, She thoroughly enjoyed it. That's good. I knew I made the right choice. That's because she's a woman of taste. 
I mean, she married she you, is a but woman other than taste. that, she's a woman of taste. She's also wearing an entire denim jumpsuit today, so she is a woman of taste. <laughs> like I said, Indeed. a woman of taste. Woman of taste. Um, woman of taste. No, but it really is like worrying about things not being compatible. And she, what is she doing right now? She's just like staring. She's at She's literally right? playing Minecraft across the desk from me. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, everything should be saved in multiple places. Like I like to save things online because yeah, hopefully, I like it's it's still just as likely to not be compatible later but at least it's the most you know up-to-date thing you can do i save a lot of my stuff in google docs or whatever um i love google docs just because i think google will be around so maybe it'll work it will be it will be (laughs) and they will do a really good job of making sure to push all that stuff forward as they develop new and newer and newer that's a good point too um, so that's Unless, probably, honestly, the safest place for forward compatibility. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. probably not the safest place for like privacy. No, well, but no, there there are but... some really good privacy apps out there. But the problem with those is that if they ever go belly up, you lose all your stuff. You lose everything. Yeah. Well, nobody wants to look at my Google Drive. It's all homework assignments. I'm sure there's some Russian Drive algorithm out there not. that definitely wants to see what you have going on in there. Nobody cares about my marketing plan on Google. You know, okay, so we're getting into a conversation that this podcast typically goes down the street of of Conspiracy Corner or whatever it is called. But okay. like, you don't need to play the intro. Please don't play it. Too late! But like, okay, so... A lot of the conspiracy corner people that tend to worry about their information being taken by, you know, quote unquote, the government or whatever the heck you want to call it. No, but the government doesn't care about any of those people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, no, 90 percent of people. It does it, like they don't care. They don't matter. Nobody matters. None of these people matter. The what matters is that matters. Is like being able to sell what you have given them. Being able to. I was going to say. <laughs> private companies. We have a slight delay. Private companies. We have a slight delay. Private companies are the worst part. It's not government, it's private companies. Continue, go. 100% not close. Yeah. Yeah, private companies are the worst. And the, the thing is, like, I lost what I was going to say because we, we got on a delay and I literally just forgot what I was going to say. It's gone. I would say that the government having all that data could become a, more of a problem in the future, right? Like, it's a, it is a scary prospect for that. And I get why those conspiracy theories exist, but like the private companies are a problem now. That's yeah. true. I understand oh. why it's a why it's a uh, maybe a concern or why it raises right. suspicion. Or okay, so what it, what it does is it calls into question like what your assumptions of what the government is. You know, if yeah. you if you view the government as like this all knowing, all seeing eye kind of a convert like kind of a concept. Then yes, then that is a the scariest thing in the world. Um, if you've worked in the government for any amount of time, like some of us in this room have, yeah, you yeah. know for three a out fact of four. that it three out of four. is. Um, what is it that that it, it like falls to the lowest column, common denominator? <laughs> yeah, know, like it is the lowest of the lowest, and you know for a fact that like. What it means is it's it's up to some bureaucrat who doesn't care about anything that's going on in their job. 
Yeah, like just to, to like disseminate your information or find your information or look at whatever picture that you posted on Google Drive, then you know for a fact nobody is seeing that. Well, that's why that's why you have algorithms that are literally set to like ping certain like buzzwords. Um, yeah, like that's which what, is why I, I was saying like the private company makes money off of the information that you put into it. So they are much more incentivized to farm that and you know, you know do all yeah. the nefarious, quote unquote, nefarious conspiratorial things. Yeah, that, like, but even your user data attribute to the government. Yeah, no, absolutely. Private companies farm your user data, but you yourself, like, didn't your user data by itself is useless. What they want is your user data, data, your user data, data, your private data, everything. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Everything that you've done on the internet, and then comparing that with sixty thousand other people to try and get trends, and like that's that's what matters to get overall arching things that are going to sell. Yeah. So, like, an individual, they don't care about. What they care about is no. aggregate mass data. Yeah. There yeah. is an aspect to this, though, that I, I worry about. And I don't think it's come to the fore yet. But uh, I, so to back up, I think we talked last week or maybe one of the times about uh, your when they use your data that way and sell it, it's supposed to be anonymous to where, like, they can't identify you from it, right? Mm-hmm. It's got a is bunch of, really? like, metadata associated with you but it's not supposed to be able to tie like directly to you Mary. buying right. mass amounts of data right. not necessarily your individual personal data right and they're they're not even supposed to be able to like back work back and figure out okay this is this person whatever white however yeah right however that's i'm pretty sure there was an article out a couple weeks ago in the washington post that was like Actually, that's not true at all. They they can like basically tell you exactly who it is. Oh yeah. yeah. So, and that makes sense. That makes total sense. There's there's this kind of scary idea that because of that, and because there's so much data out there, that there can be, if someone wanted to use it for nefarious purposes, they could, and it wouldn't even have to be anything in particular. It's like a reverse winning of the lottery, right? Mm. Like if someone hacks and gets all that data, and they decide, okay, like. 30,000 of these 60 million people are, we're going to hack their bank accounts. Like it's like reverse winning the lottery basically. Yeah. (laughs) That has happened on multiple occasions already. Yeah, it has. With literally half of the United States population. Yeah. As far as the data being hacked. hacked. Yeah. Yeah. Equifax. Yep. I mean, I was affected. Like my information was every, I nothing happened. Everybody in this room was affected by yeah. that, but nothing mm-hmm. has happened. Yeah, yet probably won't. I just want to point out that Denon's in an actual different room than we are. <laughs> That's well, true. Yeah. But on the recording, it's going to sound <laughs> dope because he's recording on his end, so it's going to be nice. Well, my yeah. wife literally pointed at herself and said, "Not me." So mm-hmm. that means everybody in this room wasn't. That I know. gotcha. Darn. I didn't look into it, but I'm sure I might have been. I whatever. definitely checked whenever it came out, and I was affected. But I don't have a mortgage, so. You know, so who cares? No, uh, so who cares? One thing that I do find funny about like those, like, just, are you just yeah. dabbing? He's just dabbing. Dab it, listeners. Um, dab it away. Dab, nab it. When it talks about like not being able to, not being able, to, you're supposed to not be able to, you know, see the individual person right. or whatever. That reminded me of my company does these um, great place to work surveys, uh, which are great. We like we get these every year, um, and they're supposed to be 100 percent anonymous. But the problem is. 
they are. Like if you're in Boston where we have like over 200 employees, it's fine sure. because all it shows is a person. It just shows a number and then their, their program and then their degree. That's it. But when you're in Oklahoma City and there's only 20 people in your office and there's only four people on your team and you each have a different degree. Right. So you kind of you can infer. You can, you can narrow it down real quick as to who said what. So yeah. it just makes me laugh every well, time. They need to just group your data with the Boston people. They What they need I'm to do sure. is, yeah, they need to group us in separately. But then yeah. at the same time, that wouldn't that work when we want to complain. That has more to do with like how they're developing the, what is it, the... the uh, the way yeah. they display the, the data. evaluation. Yeah, the way they display the data is that's yeah. more that has more to do with whoever's whoever's in charge of that display system. Well, yeah. and also if if you're trying to get an accurate picture of each state, like it doesn't work that way. Like well, you can't just no. lump us in with another gotcha. state. Why do they need to have the degree on there? I think it's just the way the survey works because we don't make that survey. Oh, Great place to poor. work is a national survey. It's a poor Isn't way there, of doing things. I'm pretty sure there's a Flight of the Concord sketch where there's like, it's just like the two of them with their band manager <laughs> and they do yeah. like a suggestion like box a, or whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. That's such a good show. So back to the uh, regu- regularly scheduled program. Keep what are you anything? guys recording yeah. so late for? Don't because you we have children. All, all of you have kids? Yeah. yeah. Aren't you all supposed to be like zapped of energy? No, because that's a... I mean, we are, but we still want to do things. You push through. That. Yeah, you start going. A I little had bit the crazy first sometimes. moment where I was like, I think I want a kid the other day. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I believe it. Like, I. So here's here's where it was at. I was at a funeral, and this like they were talking about like this guy's like life and how all of his kids were this and that, and like how he loved his grandkids and all this. And I I, I found myself going like, I think I want that. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Oh no. It's it's legitimately it the starts. having kids is legitimately the best thing ever. Oh, I believe it. Full stop. It's also exhausting. It's, yeah. So like as a as a person who works entirely with youth type teenagers, like I get like the the pride and the accomplishment that comes from them like doing well in life in general. I don't know. You know I work like, with teenagers too and I'm that kind of makes me worried about the future of my children's <laughs> Oh, I'm the exact opposite. Like, it's like the biggest beaming with pride when they do. Something, I guess to be know. fair, though, he's working with like put church together church kids, kids and I'm I'm helping kids become better. Like you're working with kids that have I gone through doing, a lot of stuff. I think we're doing similar things. Yours world is more obviously broken. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Does that make Which sense? Is, yeah. No, I get you. Um, sorry for getting that deep. No, it's okay. So. When I said kids let's, let's are re, amazing, Seth made a the face. You like, what are you, what are you thinking? No, it was when you said, <clears throat> like having kids is the best thing ever. That's when I made the face. I was like, what is the best thing ever if it's not having kids? I'm I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. I I love I love. Having kids. I'm not I'm not ready to start a family yet. Most definitely not ready yet. But uh, I I can tell it's in my future. Well, that's good. Yeah, I'm not in the place. Uh, sorry, I'm not in the place where I want to start my family yet. How about that? Because North Carolina ain't it. Because it's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, it's so racist. <laughs> it's like hardcore racist everywhere. Y'all thought Oklahoma was racist? I've, there are no. literally Confederate flags everywhere. 
I don't. I actually don't think Oklahoma is that bad because I work with a ton of people from like West Virginia and Georgia and uh, Tennessee, and they're always like, "It's fine. You you guys are fine here. You're basically West yeah. Coast with a little bit of Southern thrown in." You know, I saw, like, I, saw, I seriously think Oklahoma has more California feel than and Texas feel than most things. We're getting better too. I think. Yeah. Go ahead, Seth. I'd agree with that. I saw something. Uh, the other day that kind of blew my mind I, the other day means like six months ago but um <clears throat> i think it was 538 they did like a breakdown of the cities whose population like uh ethnic and racial population most closely matched the overall national breakdown right mm-hmm. like you know the percentage of whites what? and latinos and okay so black people like it was the most, it was most closely to like a national average. Right. Okay. Right. And, and Oklahoma city was like number four on the list. Really? Which is pretty crazy. To Dude, me. we're, we're diverse. Yeah. Like we just are. I, I don't think I'd really noticed it that before, but when you go out, it's like, yeah, you see a bunch of white people, but it's, you also see a bunch of like Latino people and black people. Yeah. So, so absolutely. as somebody who grew up inner city, Oklahoma city, and then moved here, and even in Tulsa, you know, like, because whenever I lived in Tulsa, like, it was very obviously segregated. Tulsa yeah. still is one of the most segregated cities, though. Like, it's it's, it's got its own ridiculous. problems. Uh, if you if you've watched anything on Watchmen on the HBO series, it's actually pretty pretty awesome how how good that series is because it, it it talks about like the Tulsa race riots and, and yeah, uh, yeah. race massacres and all that. All the all the all the different things that are surround that that are still there, yeah. and that show has actually caused certain things to happen in that town. Like, yeah, there are public school like the Tulsa public schools. I always wondered like why are there these two different school districts in the middle of the city that are surrounded yeah. by Tulsa public schools, and it's because of uh, integration and the race the race massacres that happened there, like different groups created their own like different groups of people created their own school systems to not be integrated you know it's crazy to think about but it's you know it was as it's it's in the geography of that city and and the way their school systems are broke down like a hundred percent obvious plain as day right in your face you know Well, and And, then you can also look at the social services in Tulsa versus Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City has tons of social services for, like, low-income families. mm -hmm. Um, We have housing programs for literally, like, pretty much anybody can meet the criteria to get get into a housing program of some kind. Tulsa does not have that. No, they don't. At least least to the same degree. It's it's a lot harder. Oh, most definitely. And, like, now living in what's literally the South. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina now. It is as segregated as Tulsa is. Completely. Like the the city like we were we were driving around the city and it is like you turn the corner and you turn it like it's like crossing the railroad tracks. You know, like that's the that's the joke, you know, like you're yeah. You you turn into a completely different area and it's a it's a different area that they've kept people into versus keeping people out of. You know, like it's this whole the whole system of segregation that's happened mm-hmm. that's been like you know, I mean we could you know you could talk about all kinds of different political motives, but like 
the what what is it like in Oklahoma? I don't think Jim Crow has been like a big thing. Obviously, I don't. Where here, it's like written on the well, streets. Yeah, you can I mean, see it. It was a thing here, but it wasn't. Oh. It was not nearly as intense. You're right, as there. Uh, and, and I'm not. Part- I'm not trying to deny that it was or wasn't a thing there. What I'm what I'm trying to say is like you can see it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In like the distribution of people, it's still and baked e- into today. Yeah. Today yeah. you can see it versus like in yeah. Tulsa where it was kind of hidden for a long time until people keep bringing things up, keep bringing things up, keep bringing things up, and then there's this national TV show that hits. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, there's this whole thing like. Um, there, the arts district there in Tulsa was called the Brady District, and Brady was the head of the KKK. Right? Whoa! It. Right. I, oh my gosh! I, I pointed that out to some of my coworkers, and they're like, "Wait, what?" And I was like, "Yes, it like legitimately, and it's still like a and thing. It, it, it's just it hasn't been changed was on all the signs until in the last year. I think I was they about to say I thought it was still year. still named that. If they changed well, it, it was okay. very recently." What is it called? I think it, I think they call it like revisionist history. You know, like you don't know who some of these people are because your history book wasn't the same that reality actually had. Like the stories that people told around the you know around the house. Like, hey, this is yeah. this guy did this to our people. You know, like, there was we were talking about the Tulsa race massacre. There wasn't like an examination or a study done by the city until less than 10 years ago. And that happened in like 1912 or something. Man. So Tulsa is a big arts town way more than Oklahoma city. Like Tulsa is like the Austin of Oklahoma. So, and a lot of the arts type of communities tend to grow out of a history, not of violence, but of at least some sort of neglect or abuse or something like the blues. Blues comes out of a history of that. And Tulsa, like the art community, really started to gravitate more and more towards telling the story of the Tulsa race massacres. And the last year I was there, it was like everything I could see as far as the eye could see in all the different like art. Uh, what are they called? Murals not, or whatever? Not murals. Um installations and different art oh art, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exhibits like different art installations throughout throughout, throughout the, the city uh, yeah the city like the public were art more and more stuff. focused yeah public art was more and more focused on the race massacres that happened there and then you see this hbo show that came out soon after yeah you're and gonna it, see a little it more made it national like it, it's it's becoming more and more and more frontline that people are starting to pay more and more attention to yeah you're and gonna see a lot more too. Pay attention to Pay attention to in the mainstream. How about that? Sorry. I'm I'm so sorry. No, you're good. There's a delay, and so I'll think you're done, but you're like still going, and that's not your fault. That's just the delay. Well, welcome to the internet. And it's like just long enough to be a problem. It's like maybe half a second. Yeah. But oh. it's not a huge delay. It's just very slight. It's almost like it's a metaphor for the race problem. In a- <laughs> <laughs> Way to tie it in. What I was going to say is that um, Jordan Peele is going to do Lovecraft Country, which oh has God, a whole. It's so good. It's one. It's an amazing book. Two, um, it has a whole section about the Tulsa race riots. Um, yeah. Not like directly involving them, but like talking about them. Well, there's one of the main families. They Because uh, like the main thing that happened in the Tulsa race riots. Tulsa race massacre is a better term for it, but uh, it really yeah. is. 
Because it wasn't a riot. Really it was riot. it was white yeah. people killed a bunch of black people. Yeah. But so yeah. the main thing that happened was there was a, a section in town known as Black Wall Street, yep. where it was really yep. prosperous families, and it was burned to the ground. It was bombed from the burned. air. Like, yeah. Yeah. So um, in Lovecraft Country, one of the main families, they had moved to Chicago after that happened. And like, you know, the main character was like a kid when it happened. Or maybe it wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't even alive. It was his parents. No, he was he was alive because his dad rescued remember. them. Because his dad went out and... Uh, That's I right. Like I, I couldn't remember if that was him or his dad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think... It might have been his dad. I, th- I thought it was like the grand... But whatever. Oh, yeah. no, you're right. Of the... One of the main characters. Sure. It's been a minute since I read it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, it does play like a pretty important It's like, yeah, it's their family history. God, it's a good book. Read that book. That's a great book, then. I don't read. It's a horror novel. Listen to the book. Stuff. Yeah, listen to it. Get an audiobook. So you were trying to convince me to read it? Let's uh, (laughs) listen to it. That's the same thing. I don't do horror. So like, It's only got a little bit of horror. Seth hit on a on a pretty interesting thing there, and you you said like, so we've, so especially being from Oklahoma City, so being completely se- separated from everything Tulsa, thank God, as we grew up, <laughs> like <laughs> completely being separated from everything that they their history, we always heard of like, and I've I've never heard of anything school or education or anything. Like, I've had to hear, hear everything secondhand, and it was always described as the Tulsa race riots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Always. You know, like, and that was, that was how it was always described to us. So, like, what you said there, like, you, you corrected yourself. Actually, it's the Tulsa, Tulsa race massacre. You corrected me. And I said it wrong. That's probably, no, like, yeah, I, you corrected I said yourself mid sentence. Oh, okay. I corrected myself. No, no, like, you, you corrected yourself mid sentence. And, like, that's what I've been, I've, I, as somebody who lived in Tulsa for several years, like I'm still trying to correct myself on that because like, that's how I heard it the entire time. Yeah. I mean, we're, but that's a more apt description of what happened. Well, I mean, Oklahoma history itself, it's a class that one, I, it blew my mind when I started working with people from out of, out of state and they were like, just didn't know stuff. But I was like, you guys didn't take Oklahoma history. Why would you? No, you, of course you didn't. You, Wait, didn't you guys <laughs> didn't know anything about a land run. Do you know what a I'm, land run is? <laughs> So that was a, one of the dumbest moments I ever had because I literally corrected myself mid-sentence and I was like, nope, of course you didn't. You didn't grow up here. Anyway, Oklahoma history talks about like, it's like Land Run, Trail of Tears, uh, Race Look Riot, for Race Manifestor for like a minute. I don't know that I... That's where Indian I first heard about people, it. You know. Yeah, it's mostly Native American history, which, we, you know, cool. Yeah, we but, spent less than a day on the Tulsa Race Massacre. I That's think what I'm saying. Like, we barely talked about I've, it. If anything, it was just I've a paragraph. I've literally never heard about yeah. it except for... In ways to make fun of people from Tulsa. Oh wow! In, um, in, in all of high school education, I've never heard anything about it. College education, never heard I think, anything. About I think Mary it. was right. It, it was like a paragraph I in our book. Yeah, we definitely Tulsa talked. We I actually learned about it. We actually had a pretty big conversation about it in my class, but it was literally literally one day. No, we. And to be fair, my Oklahoma history teacher was not. Like, I don't even think he was from Oklahoma, so he was just like, whatever, guess, just read the book. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. Usually um, history is a coach. Why don't people care about history? Well, it's because they I think it was like by coaches who don't care about history. It's the baseball like a golf coach. coach or something. Yeah. And then they just, they're there to coach and they he, have to teach. He was the golf coach. 
So, I mean, we do, I, if we even covered it, it was just like we read so through the paragraph and that's it. So we're touching on a terrible thing about education to begin with, but different yeah, conversation yeah. for a different day. Yeah, right. He was really interested in telling people about how tough he was. He did that mm-hmm. daily. He was like, I take more tie. Yeah, talk, we must have that different Listen. teachers. Listen, it could be worse. You could be homeschooled. Ah, hmm. oh, man, I don't know. I'm kind of for homeschooling at this point. Oh, man, it, I... Depending on who's doing it. Knowing homeschooled kids, I never want to be anybody that's pro-homeschool. No, I mean, it just depends on how you socialize your kids. It's like being anti-vaccine. No, it's not. Um, It it just depends on how you you socialize your kids. Really, that's what it boils down to. Is like, are you making sure that they're involved in... no, okay. Are you making sure that they're involved in like my wife is stuff? literally homeschooled, so like I know. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, like we broke up three times before. <laughs> and you're blaming that on her being homeschooled. I am blaming that on her being homeschooled. Can she hear us? By the way, she cannot hear you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. I still stand by it. Oh man. Oh, goodness. Anyway. Um, so, anyway, back to the Tulsa race massacres. Um, the, this episode the just didn't take like, over, and I kind of like it. The way the way that we talk about history is important, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. I don't think anybody argues with that. And, well, and there's yeah, a... Oh, yeah. There's just... Um, and maybe it's just me, and people can have different opinions, but I feel like there's a way that people just kind of gloss over, especially the more violent um, parts of our history, where they just yeah. like gloss over, like, oh, okay, that, that was just something that happened. Um, like, uh, me and my dad were getting into conversation about World War One, and you don't realize, like, how many people just died and they don't talk like at least for me in history i didn't we we didn't really cover world war one it was mainly like you go to silver war and then you go to world war two and then present day like there was nothing in between yeah i mean we learned in high school i feel like i learned the basic facts you know like archduke fran ferdinand yeah franz ferdinand and that's basically that's it it. that's because world war one was not a glorious war Oh no, it's not, but it's still relevant. It's the first it's the first modern war versus medieval war. Yeah. Right. And it, it also doesn't have like nice clean cut storylines mm-hmm. like World War Two does, guy, right? Bad like guy. good no. versus right. evil. Yeah. They are remaking or well, adapting All's Quiet on the Western Front again, which I'm pretty excited about. Because that's a really interesting story that needs to be told. And I think a modern Retelling of it would be really good. If you guys that haven't read that, the you definitely should. Light Brigade or whatever thing. No, it's so it's it's a tale of a German infantryman um, in World War One. Basically, just like his side of things, and he's writing letters. Um, and it's just it's really dark and gritty, and um, I don't know. It's just good. It's just a good story. The number of people that died in World War One is just staggering. Oh my goodness! I mean, I think World War Two was. Worse, maybe? Question mark? Because I feel like it went on longer, but we could Google it. But why would we? Okay, I'm lo- I'm googling it. I know. So, like, the Civil War was probably, as far as America's concerned, the bloodiest. Like the numbers. Well, yeah, because it was Civil us War. versus us. Well, yeah. yeah. Granted, yeah. Okay. That's a huge asterisk on that, but like the numbers in World War 
or in the Civil War are just as Oh, it's insane. It's insane. Okay, so World War II had more casualties. Um, according to Google, World War One, the death toll was 40 million people, whereas World War Two is 70 million people. Okay, okay, so is that counting Russia versus America? Uh, yeah, I think those are just totals. Russia, yeah, it's just a total. Because I guarantee you, forty million of that was Russian. Yeah, if you look, if you look kind of down at the breakdown of World War II casualties, the top three um, are Poland, Soviet Union, Yugoslavia, and that takes up about um, fifty million of those people. Okay, so it's I wasn't ridiculous. Too far off because right. those all became Russian states after that. Right. Yeah. So that and, and it's just insane. Yeah, that's a ridiculous amount of people to just have no longer a part of your society. Right. Man, this got heavy. It did get heavy. Yeah. This has been uh, feel good hour with Black Mesa Radio. <laughs> feel good. So, times. Uh, what we were talking about is history, right? Right. Like I remember. So my brother is a history major. And, like, did all the history things and wanted to be a history teacher. And some things kept him from that, probably for the better. But, like, I don't remember learning much about some of those things that he ended up, like, telling stories about. Well, yeah, but he he also got a way more in-depth. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He got a way more in-depth overview of it. But the thing is, like, I don't remember anything from World War one. I don't remember anything from the right. Civil War. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I any of these things educationally. I don't think I can uh sorry. I don't think I finished my thought, but like yeah, I oh, learned like ahead. the basic the basic facts from World War 1. We got sidetracked. But you yeah, know like yeah, we did. Archduke Franz Ferdinand kicked it off. The Lusitania brought America in. You know, there were U-boats by the Germans. Like very basic facts about it. It yeah, it wasn't until I took an in-depth course in college that I like really learned the ins and outs of what happened. And it's still not and, even totally clear. Cause there was a part of that happened. is as adolescence, you know, like just playing a thing, like you're more thinking about sex than you are anything else. You know, like, well, right. Yeah. Period. I wasn't interested you know, in like, the time when no, you would I mean, take that I stuff. was paying attention. We just like covered it very well, briefly. Well, yeah, that's Good what I was going to say is that Seth. modern. <laughs> no, like legitimately when it comes to like, so K through 12th in the U S there's not with, with core curriculum that we have, there's no time to do, yeah, you've got to highlight. That's all you can do is just highlight yeah. everything to and be able okay. to cover like, everything. But I feel like things like the Tulsa race massacre is a more. Oh, thing, yeah. Is a thing that we should have spent a lot more time on. Yeah. That we sp- that I never experienced. In, when we in literally have a required class called Oklahoma history. That should definitely you know, be. It's a, barely a part of it. Yeah. And we spend like. We wasted so much time on that class on like stuff that, like, yeah, we talked about, about some of the first Spain and how windmill pumps helped us to do whatever, blah blah blah. Yeah, but I remember we, that being a thing. We talked about our role in the Civil War, the which was basically nothing. Yeah, you know, we talked about the Spaniards that crossed Oklahoma, and it's like literally they just like walked a straight <laughs> line across the state because uh, it's the best way to get across here is. <laughs> quickest <laughs> yeah i wonder though if any of us had actually gone to high school in tulsa if we would have received like a little bit more of an overview of i that. think they got less i would think that they I would got less I, too yeah, i would i would <sighs> we highly, need someone from tulsa i would highly be in that camp of less because one from, as yeah. as somebody who dealt with the school systems there 
the Tulsa public schools were very, very sectioned off into a certain area. Then in the middle of the city where all the money was were two different independent public school systems. Yeah. That came from the, the you know, that, that split out of the integration period. That they were just like, no, we're not going to do it. And they created their own public school system. And then around uh, the outside where all the other poor people were was the more, you know, still the public, the Tulsa public school systems, the city public schools. Yeah. So, like, I guarantee you would have learned less there. Man. The fact that yeah, you guys, um, you you guys being in the school system that you were in, even heard about it was pretty miraculous. Yeah. From my from my understanding of Tulsa, it's like up until recently, it just was not talked about basically at all. Huh. Right. Correct. So that's crazy. Like yeah. Black Wall Street has been a thing and it's been a thing and people knew about it and mentioned it and like had different things. But all the all the signs were like unofficial signs, you know, like how yeah. there's like the state like tourist type things like where you can go and see different landmarks. Like even okay, so I was in South Carolina a few months ago, and we were in Charleston, and there was a place that was a slave market. Okay, terrible part of our nation's history, but at least they had a plaque like this is where this happened. Yeah. Okay, say what you will about the plaque and all the different things about that, but Tulsa didn't even as a as an organization did not even acknowledge. The, that Black Wall Street was a place up yeah. until, you know, in the, the few last maybe two or three so, years. So here's a question. Okay. Um, how would they best go about acknowledging it without coming off, I don't know, um, callous or um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but like, where they come like out cashing in on right, right. that they're not trying in. to capitalize <laughs> on it, but they're not trying to overlook it uh, as well. Like, how do you go about doing that? I think you just got to start teaching it in school as just something that actually happened mm-hmm. and then go from there. Like, yeah, but I think Mary was talking about like the physical places, right? Like, the physical oh, places, oh, okay. like where you see like the plaques and all the like, stuff. If you had a monument, how do or you as yeah. a city government start to go, okay. How do we address this? Where this awful travesty happened that we ignored for 50, 60, 70 years. Right. Yeah. Because you can't just ignore it because it happened. The the last 20 years probably didn't even know much about it because they were part of the system that helped ignore it. Yeah. They they were raised in this system that we're talking about. Right. They were literally raised in the system that helped keep it on the hush, said all the white people in the room. I know, right? (laughs) Uh, I'm Mexican. Thank you very much. Anyways, space. Sorry, I'm trying to Google that giant park in Tulsa so I could make a joke about it. Uh, The collecting place? The gathering gathering place. place. The gathering place? Why talk about it when you can just go to the gathering place? Listen, that place is baller. That's what everybody says. It's like a, what is it, a $100 million park? Yeah. Man. Oklahoma City is is trying to do something similar. But it's not going to be the same because we're going more Good luck um, because that place is so gangster. It's legitimately on Google when you look it up. It says instead of like city park, it says city amusement park. It's really? wow. It's man. Okay, 
one, I'm super upset because it opened a week after I moved out of Tulsa. Perfect time. And I used to skate over there all the time, and it was all locked off and blocked off and everything. And it was like, finally, it opened up, and it's like, it. They're just waiting for you to leave. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Apparently, yeah, I was the that, worst thing that happened to Tulsa. Never mind. I'm not going to Don't. Too dark. So where is Francine from? Where's your wife from? Is she from Tulsa? She's from Tulsa, yes. She's more from, what is it, Claremore? Not okay. Claremore. What is it? What's the place with the Hard Rock Casino? Katusa. Katusa. She literally lived a half mile from the, the casino in Katusa. How does she feel about your constant like bashing on Tulsa? Does she agree with you? Uh, it's never came up. <laughs> That's really interesting. Because hmm. you bash Tulsa almost as much as I do, which is a lot. It's a lot. It's a whole I lot. Work... Sorry, our daughter just woke up. Her yeah. brother has more to say about it, but also he's not on this podcast either. Well, I work with Tulsa, and uh, I love my coworkers in Tulsa. I hate their city. So... So, okay, I'm as OKC through and through, orange and blue till I die, you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> the weather in OKC, down, the weather reporting wow. in OKC, all of that uh-huh. stuff, especially like being in the South, like the weather reporting in OKC is probably some of the best in the nation. Yeah. My eight years in Tulsa or whatever it was, OKC is still a hundred, like probably maybe like thirty percent, forty percent better than what was in Tulsa. But Tulsa is still uh, like, you know, sixty percent better than here. So you can do the math on that. However, it works out. <laughs> okay. That's some complicated. Math. What's your What's your point? That's some complicated math. My point is, even as I talk to people today in Carolinas. I still consider Tulsa to be home. And that must suck for some of you guys, and I apologize. It just... It no, I'd rather you be home in the state than, like, home in another state. So, it's not that Yeah, because Carolina is the worst, man. This place is awful. God, the South sucks. Wow, they're racist. <laughs> oh, man. So, this is kind of a, a good segue topic. My coworkers and I got into a pretty large argument the other day because most of them are from out of state. Most of them are from either Georgia, Mississippi... Um, Tennessee or Texas, a, a couple from Arkansas. And they were all arguing that half of them were saying Oklahoma is the Midwest, which is not accurate. And the other half were saying that we are just straight South, which is also not accurate. We're great. The plains. So the people, people, the people from it's, Texas, it's, the people like, from Texas were like saying Tulsa is more Midwest versus OKC, which is basically Texas light. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. It's Dallas light. How about that? I kept yeah, arguing that, hurts, that we're, but we're, it's true. No, that's Dallas is a it great hurts, city. But it's, it's Dallas sucks. sucks. Dallas is fantastic. You Dallas guys are insane. Sucks, but at the same time, being here in the South, Dallas is awesome. I think Dallas is great. I think Dallas Texas sucks, but on the other hand, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think as far as states go, I'm, Texas is pretty rad in a lot of regards. Mm, disagree. Is that because of a sports ideal, though? I mean, it's because I'm an Oklahoman. I can't believe I'm hearing this yeah. from you, Josh. Yeah. Texas blows. Texas, I mean, they're all right, but they're no Oklahoma. 
I didn't say they were better than us. Did I say they were I, better than us? No. Did that I, sentence come out of my mouth no, once? No. All I want to say is I will that not even say they all, they're all right. I refuse to even go there. It's a terrible, awful place for awful people. I hate wow. driving in Texas. I hate it. It yeah. stresses me out more than anything else, and I road rage is just awful in Texas. Listeners, I don't know if you can hear our baby on the recording, but I apologize. She's just woke up, and she's a little upset. Should we pause? No, know. if we get her out of bed, she'll be up all night. Yeah, we just have to so let her fall back asleep. Let her screaming out. It really sucks. Anyway, we can ask Nathan so if you he say hears that, her. and then I'm like, "Yep, glad I'm not a parent." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't okay. have a problem with Texas. Like, Listen, I can I can see why. Like, in a sports, I know this probably is awful, and I apologize for even insinuating it. But as somebody who lived in Oklahoma, and then lived in lived in OKC, and then lived in Tulsa, Tulsa has a really big. Um, what is it called? Little Brother Complex with OKC? Do they really? Their, their slogan, because their area code is 918, and their slogan for everything is don't hate the 918, which obviously starts off with a negative to begin with, which is the worst place to start right. off with. You know? Yeah. It, it, okay, okay. You, you, we, we, can, we can go a lot. There, there's a whole conversation you had there, but I'm going to ignore it. Tulsa is that madman meme. I, I it's a little brother context. You know, it's a little brother complex is what it is. But I still feel like all of Oklahoma has that with Texas. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. Definitely agree with that. Every Oklahoman who is an honest person would acknowledge that. I think that we definitely like compare ourselves to Texas quite a bit. But I also don't it's, care. It, re- it really is a little brother relationship. Like we want to be like them, but we also kind of hate them. Yeah, yes. I don't hate Texas. It's, it's I don't, okay, you're atypical, Josh. You like everyone. That's that's a valid yeah. valid statement. You're you're the wrong person to talk to about this. I know. But like, yeah, no, you you're right. Be quiet. I'm gonna I'm gonna check myself out. To, listen, this is the part where we would ask your little brother, "How do you feel about your big brother?" Like, oh man, I love that guy. He's a jerk, and I hate him, but <laughs> I also love him to death. You know, and I feel like that's what any if you broke down Oklahoma, that's what they would say about Texas. It's pretty valid. Yeah. If Texas seceded from the Union of the United States, Oklahoma would be the second one to do it. I thought for a second, I thought you were going to say we would join them. And I was like, there's no way we would do that. And then you said what you said. And I was like, yeah, we would probably do that. (laughs) Oklahoma would be right there with them. And the one step behind them, just like a little brother is with their big brother. And I hate saying that to all the little brothers out there. I'm so sorry to my brother, to your brother, to all these I'm other not. brothers, to Seth. I am, the, here. I am the little brother. Yeah, but you have younger siblings. You're fine. But you understand that sibling. relationship. Yeah, I guess just one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely understand that. You're with the family. And that's the thing. Like, I think that Oklahoma is more in family unison with Texas than they are with any other place in, the, in America. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like, what, what are other options? Kansas? Ugh. Right, exactly. The Midwest, ew, gross. Yeah. Well, the whole argument that my coworkers were having was the guy from Texas was saying, "No, it's not Midwest and it's not South. It's pretty close to Texas." And because then the rest of them, the big brother, Texas, yeah, pretty much. Will and then never the rest of them acknowledge the little brother. The rest were all like, "No, it's definitely Midwest. You guys are nice." And I was like, "Being nice doesn't make us Midwest." Yeah, makes us Oklahoman. <laughs> it, because right. we're not necessarily Midwest, and we're not. Southwest either. No, like that's really not Southwest. Like Oklahoma is not Southwest. I think there actually is a pretty big break in the state in general. Like 
Oklahoma and South is very Texas influenced. And I think the Northern part, like Tulsa is, is more Midwest. I would say. I believe Tulsa is more of a Midwestern city. Yeah. And then you go to like the Northwest of the state and I don't even know what they are. I guess just plains. They're like Kansas. I'll, I'll tell you what, well, Midwest or the Northwest is more like Colorado. Yeah, but Eastern Colorado is like Kansas anyways, so. Yeah, it is. It is. But I'll tell you what the divide is for me and, like, my biggest marker arrow for why it's Midwest versus Texas. Mexican restaurants. Ah. The amenities (laughs) that you get at a Mexican restaurant are a very different thing in Oklahoma City versus in Tulsa. All the way across the board. All the way across the board. What's the difference? I don't guess I've noticed that. I haven't been in Tulsa What? In Oklahoma City, they're chunkier and, like, fresher of a salsa. Everywhere you go. And you also get cheese. You don't get that in Tulsa? And you get, like, tortillas and all those other things given to you right as soon as you sit down. In Mm -hmm. Tulsa, you only get salsa, and that's it. And it's a runnier salsa. I'm just telling you, man, it's a garbage city. That's all. You know, that's, I don't need to hear anything else. Garbage city with garbage tol- or salsa. Garbage salsa and no cheese. Representing the Mexican people here. I just, I'm just saying. Do they have Chilinos in Tulsa? Do they have Chilinos in Tulsa? Listen, they got Ted's and Chilinos. They do not have Chilinos. No. Okay. See, that's but, all I, that's all I need to hear. What it is, is Tex-Mex is more in Oklahoma City. And that's what yeah. you guys are used to. That's what I'm used to is Tex-Mex. Where... Uh, Tulsa is more Mexican food. Dude, Chilino's is straight up Mexican food. It is not Tex-Mex. That's Tex-Mex. Bull. That is one hundred percent Tex-Mex. I will fight you both. I will. I will fight you to the death on this. It's. <laughs> I mean, Chilino's is delicious, but it is one hundred percent so good. Here's the thing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it here, and I'll go on record. Tex-Mex is way better than Mexican food. Man, <laughs> I really like it some good Tex-Mex. I'll bring it on, Tex-Mex. This it's is tough for me, but like, yeah, added I, to I, I whatever do love you Tex-Mex. Say. Cheese just, added to it, to whatever love, you say. I love them Tex-Mex. both, but yeah, I was raised on Tex-Mex, so. Oh, man. We have Tacoville. Oh, Tacoville is so good. Mm. Now, I will say, in Tulsa, you can find some really good, authentic, like, street tacos. Like, those are Well, we like, have that, legit. I mean, we have that here now. But you have that well. in OKC, too. You know, you know like, yeah. the no, South, yeah. like, you, you guys have that. Over here in the South, you cannot find good Mexican food to save your life. Gross. You that can't even find good barbecue. Me. They don't have any good food over here, actually. They have good <laughs> it's all bad. waffles, but at the same time, like if you can't do that, then like what's what good are you? So I think I'm gonna have to wrap it up. It's because our our daughter's our daughter's chicken. freaking out. So, but then you can okay. stay on the line. So, okay. listeners. Thank you for tuning in for this really kind of hodgepodge episode. Uh, you can find us on blackmesseradio.com. History cast. History cast and uh, also racism cast. Yeah. Racism. You can find us at blackmesseradio.com. You can also find us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, um, pretty much anywhere you find your podcast. We are there now. Um, soon to be on Spotify because I've got that worked out. They just haven't added us yet. Um, you can also check. It really is. Check out other shows on the network like Moms Who Wine, which is a show about moms by moms for moms and featuring moms uh, with Mary. You know, Mary's I on listened that one. to that until they talked about the placenta stuff. You just got to push through. <laughs> just like placenta. That's what the doctor said. <laughs> ah! uh, we also 
have a new NBA Thunder podcast called Storm Season. Um, check that out. I'm actually excited to check that one out. It's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. It's been fun. It uh, looks like really good. Soon to be a D&D podcast called Shake, Battle, and Roll. That'll be up in a few months. we got a little while. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be adding stuff all the time. We have some, we're in talks with some people to add some other shows that are not in this friend group. So that'll be cool. Um, be what's cool. wrong with this friend group? Nothing. I just well, think that it'd be cool to have inbred. No, everybody just needs to know everything I have to say about everything. I mean, they already know what I'm going to say about everything now. So, theory. so okay. You Thank you for listening. Josh Moore.